The opinions of this podcast are my own and not necessarily the opinions of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate, any realtor associations, persons, or entities. If your property is currently listed with a real estate broker, please note that it is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. Welcome to this episode of Hunting Home. I'm Todd Studer in studio today with Blake Hunter. He is a realtor with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate Offices in both Council Bluffs, Iowa and Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome back, Blake, and uh, getting into spring, finally. I bet you're excited just like everybody else is, huh? Yeah, we uh, we need our annual influx of inventory for <laughs> spring right now. We're like... We're struggling a little bit. There's just there's not much available out there. It's it can be frustrating for agents, but also very frustrating for buyers, um, because you know there's just not much to look at, not a lot of options. And then when the right property does come along, you're going to pay for it. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Was if you're a buyer right now, whatever situation you're in, there's some things that you should be working on right now. If this spring, this summer is your time. Same thing with when if you're just going to be selling a property or if you're going to be selling and buying. Just some things I wanted to cover today that I feel are beneficial and also maybe overlooked a little bit, especially in kind of this crazy market. I've I noticed when I you know we recording these episodes, I keep talking about the last couple of years and the market and things being crazy. Well, it's it's still kind of the same. You know, people think that with higher interest rates, things have really cooled off and slowed down. Um, they really haven't. And I wouldn't say that it's there's more demand, but there's just no inventory. And so when people that are really looking to move and buy or sell, you got to jump on it and chances are you're going to pay for it. You know, homes are still bringing record highs. Well, you've talked about it many times on this podcast that it's a matter of what is right for you. Is it the right time for you to move? And then, all right, well, let's work with the numbers and see if we can do it. Don't don't count yourself out of the market just because you happen to hear on the news that the interest rate is this, that, or whatever. You, you need to have the conversation. Well, and there's, there's two pieces to that that come to mind is, number one, a month, month and a half ago, we were all under this from, you know, quote unquote, market experts, this idea that the, the rates were going to come back down. Um, and that we might see 5%, 5.5% middle of the summer or for sure by the end of the year. Now, if you listen to those quote-unquote market experts, um, things aren't going to change. And, you know, we're seeing 65 7% rates. So if you were trying to time that out, you know, two months ago, well, it wouldn't have done you any good. And so the point of that being that you, it's very hard to time the market. I, I don't think anybody can really do it. So it all goes back to, is it your time? Is it, is it necessary? Is this what you want to do? That's what you need to work off of. And then talk to people that are going to be on your side and do help you do what's in your best interest. Well, you, you hear people talking about trying to reverse engineer that kind of thing and say that, well, I timed it right because I knew what I was not necessarily. You just it, it, There's a certain amount of luck involved because there's so many different moving parts. You really can't predict where it's going to go. You can make an educated guess, but it's kind of like, if you're going to be painting a house outside and there's a 30% chance of rain, are you going to risk it and yeah. go out and have wet paint on your house and it starts to rain when there's a 30% chance? You just, it, it's difficult to know. You can make an educated guess, but it's still going to be a guess. Well, and then on top of that, when you have very few homes, you know, especially if you were um, 
looking for anything in a certain area or at a very certain price point or whatever it might be is your options are so limited that it, even if you are ready to go at any day, it still might take you a couple of months to find the right property, um, especially if you get into you know multiple offer situations where you just get beat. We're back to seeing multiple offers again on good properties, and we're seeing a lot of cash offers. So whether that's a line of credit, you know what people are working with, I don't know. But we're seeing very strong offers, multiple offer situations, um, especially in that I would say the two hundred to four hundred thousand dollar price range. And acreage properties are still as hot as ever. Multiple offers on acreage properties, uh, I know in Council Bluffs lately, just because there's so few of them, and especially if they're in good areas, people are people are the demand is super high for those small acreage properties. Well, and. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the point to all of this is not to tell anyone that it's not a good time to buy or sell. It's not that. No. It's just that it, it may take you a little bit longer, and the more work that you can do on the front end of it, the better off you're going to be. So as you and I were talking before we got recording, if someone is in the market for a house like maybe early summer, you need to be working on that right now, and you need to be starting to arrange your ducks, as my dad used to say, Yeah, <laughs> get everything in order. And that brings up a really good point. I think that, you know, if people have a home to sell, um, usually they're talking to an agent about the sale and the buy all in one. And so sometimes they get a little bit of a, maybe a head start on the plan. But, you know, a really good example of somebody that needs to have a conversation with a real estate agent, and if they're getting financing, with a loan officer is your first-time buyer. And when I think of that first-time buyer, I think of somebody that's probably in an apartment or they're renting a home currently. And what I hear all the time is people are trying to time things out so that they're not doubling up on payments. Their lease isn't up till the end of May. And so we don't want to get into a house too early because we don't want to have to make our rent payment and our mortgage payment. A good reminder... Um, for everybody or just a piece of information that probably a lot of people don't realize is that we pay mortgage the opposite of how we pay rent. So you're paying for the month that you've already been there. So for example, if you bought a house this month in March, your first house payment, your mortgage payment would not be due till May 1st. And that's if you closed right now. That's if you closed, yeah. If you closed in March, same thing, you close in April, First payment, June 1st. So you have that you have a month in between there, especially if you close towards the beginning of the month, you're going to have more time where you're not going to be doubling up those, you know, you're, you have that month in between there as kind of a grace period where you're not going to be doubling up those payments. Um, and I think that that's really important for people to realize because I think that keeps a lot of people from starting their home search because they're waiting to get closer to that, to the end of their lease because they don't want to run into a situation where they find the right house and then they have to make a move and then their their rent is still due and they're making their first mortgage payment. I'm thinking back to a home that I purchased uh, 10, 11 years ago in a different area. And I was looking at different houses and ended up seeing a house that I really, really liked, but I never thought that there was a chance that I would be able to get into this. And uh, worked with a real estate agent, worked with a mortgage broker, and they said, well, let's just see what we can do. Mm-hmm. They ended up uh, getting me into that house, 
at the payment where I wanted to be at because they had a vested interest yeah. in making that sale as well. So let the folks who are paid to do this work do it and find out, see whether or not it is a possibility that this could happen for you because you guys are paid to do this type of thing. So let's yeah. let you do your job. Well, and I feel like sometimes, you know, especially sitting here in the studio, a lot of the same things get brought up. We talk about a lot of the same things, and it can get a little repetitive, but you can't say it enough sometimes. You know, there's so many different options, especially with financing, different ways to structure your offer on a property that, you know, may benefit you, that does reflect on your financing. Maybe you get some things paid for in your buy, and you were worried about saving that money back for those repairs or whatever it might be once you get into the house. My point to all this is just let's have a conversation. What are, what can we do to make this the ideal situation? And we're going to work really hard to get to that place. At the same time, that also makes me think about that first-time home buyer again is if you're in the market to buy a house and that's your goal, then get the house bought. And I'm saying that as in it's really hard to check all the boxes for probably the price point that you're at and also the inventory that we have. Um, you know, the key is to get into the house and then start to build your equity from there. Um, you can always get to that next stage of home, check all those boxes at some point. But I see, I've worked with people before where there was opportunities that came up and and I don't blame them, but they were like, you know, this checks four out of the five things. The fifth thing, you know, we, we want to keep looking because we really, we really want that. But then as they go on their home search, they realize that maybe that fifth thing isn't as important as what they thought it was. And they realize we just want to buy a house and we can work with that one of those items. Now, some things are, you know, non-negotiable. But what I've realized, you know, an experience with working with people is it just takes a little time to coach them to get to that point where they're, they understand the market. And there's, there's, they realize that if we're going to do this, we got to, this is where we're going to do it. And sometimes that realization comes too late when they missed a lot of opportunities along the way that they probably could have got something bought, but they just weren't ready to do it because they didn't check all those boxes. So just something to think about if you are in, in the place of buying, is there things that you can do to the property to maybe check some of those boxes after the fact? Just be creative is what I'm getting at and, and get in the house. I, you, you brought up a good point about checking the boxes after the fact. It could also be that you can get those boxes checked in the house that you buy because there might be some features or something that you can change inside of there. And now you have the house that you want. Mm -hmm. And there's just a lot of different options involved here. So conversations, we've talked about it many times. Conversations are free. Yeah, yeah let's they are. Just Sit down and talk and just find out. And, and the more, you know, the more that I know as your agent, the easier it is for me to help you. Um, and it's easier for me to find properties um, that I think will be more fitting. And like I've said before, you know, if there's no chance that this property is going to work for you just because it's at your price point, does not mean that you have to go look at it if it's not going to check all the boxes. Now, I, I never said there's anything wrong with going to look at a property. I think that especially at the beginning, it does help people get an understanding of the market and price points. But the more you look, the more you realize what, you know, what's going to work and not going to work. 
And once you figure that out, like I said, sometimes you don't need to go. Let me give you a case in point of, and, and this is a lease situation. This is not a purchase. The facility where we're sitting right now, mm-hmm. that when I first heard about this, I was just in the beginning stages of knowing that I wanted to have a commercial podcast space. And this was the first one that, well, Nikki Ferguson at Advanced Southwest Iowa Corporation, you, you know her, mm-hmm. and she... Uh, found this and my thinking was okay I don't want that but maybe I can see better what I do want by looking at what I don't want yep so that was my mentality coming here I walked in and as soon as I walked through that front door I looked and I thought oh I may have to hurry (laughs) because suddenly yeah I could instantly see how this could work which I could not tell by the pictures online. I had no clue. But when I got here, I could tell. And you you mentioned about taking a look at a house. You never really know until you go look at it. Oh, yeah. So many things can change when you're standing there in person. Um, You know, a good example, just based off somebody that you also know is with Travis and their company. Um, You know, we looked at a commercial space for them that, in a way, did check all the boxes but it was almost too much. I mean, it was a lot of square footage. And it would could they have made it work? For sure. Would have been fine, had a great location. But it wasn't necessarily what was going to work best for them. And so, and, and this is outside of residential, you know, this is commercial. But they, you know, the property that they ultimately ended up finding was much more suited to what their needs were. Even though the other one would have worked would have been fine. It was just, this one was laid out so much better, came with a couple perks that, you know, probably weren't really thought about like a loading dock, you know? Yeah, that's great to have. Wasn't a, wasn't one of those things that the box needed checked for, but if it's there, we're going to use it. And so, yeah, it does, you know, things can change through your process of looking at different properties. All right. I need to know, and hopefully this isn't part of your uh, real estate uh, agent client privilege. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> with with Travis. Uh, being an Iowa fan, how big of a hurdle did you have to overcome putting him on Nebraska Avenue? You know what's crazy is almost nothing. Really? <laughs> you know what? I don't think that – I think that, you know, as we've talked about before, Travis can joke and, uh, you know, he'll, he'll definitely uh, – if you're not an Iowa fan, he'll let you know that he disagrees with you. <laughs> put that in a kind way. Um, but – He's, like we've talked about, he's a very smart business guy, and he saw the value in that property, and he could see their company in there. And so, yeah, sure, the road is Nebraska, but, you know, he saw that he could live with it, and it was better for the future of his company. Well, Travis was actually in here recording earlier, and and he talked about you. Oh, good. On that as well. Because Hopefully it was good. It, it actually was. It was very nice because we had a fairly a long conversation about the Council Plus Business Connection, which you and oh, I yep. are both a, a member of, and that's why he was talking about you. But you were right uh, when it comes to Travis that he jokes around so much and he kids around so much that you forget just how savvy of a businessman that guy is. And that, and we're getting kind of off topic with the commercial end of it, and this is more of a, a, a residential episode that we're discussing here. But jumping back, Really no way to predict when the inventory might get better, right? No, there's not. And that goes back to, you know, number one, have the conversation. And then when the time is right for you, that's when you need to act. I mean, I just met with a, hopefully a potential client this week 
elderly lady moving into assisted living. Her family's helping her. She, you know, right now would honestly be the ideal time because of the lack of inventory, there's no competition in the market for for a seller, especially for her not going to buy something else. But she's not ready. You know, you can't force those things. Has a lot of personal property that needs to be dealt with to get her into a smaller living space. And so, you know, it might be three or four months from now that the time is right for them to sell. And that's just what it is. You know, you can't, some people, you can't change their, you know, their life schedule. And so, you know, we just hope that the, the market is still good for her to sell at that point. Well, and I think where the inventory is so low, it's going to take an awful lot yeah. for that to turn around and, and a lot more. It's been a while since we've seen like high numbers pre-COVID, I'm yeah. sure, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, that kind of brings me to my next point with listing a property is I think people had this mindset. I mean, I know they had this mindset going through the couple of years of the the COVID period of properties hitting the market and they're selling right away and there was very little prep done to them. And and I'm I'm I've said this to my own clients as they say, "Hey, you know, should we touch this up? Should we do should we spend a little money here to make this better, you know, small repair stuff?" And most of the time I was telling them, you know, "No, let's get this thing on the market." Um, those things, the time and money and energy spent on those things is probably not going to really change your outcome. But I've, I've kind of shifted gears a little bit in this market because people are paying a higher interest rate. They are not, I wouldn't say this is kind of lack of better terms. They're not throwing money at properties like they were. I feel like there's a little more consideration taken, but they're still bringing great money and they're still bringing multiple offers especially if you take that time to do those things. The more move-in ready, is that it? Yep, and and, and really more of it's um, you want it to be show ready. You want the the house to be clean. You want it to be organized. Just like I tell people when, you know, like when we had Jordan in and we're talking about taking photos of a property, is you want it to show really well online. Well, you want people to show up to the property and feel the same way. And those good properties that are well-maintained, um, that are ready for the market are the good properties that are bringing that top dollar and they're bringing the multiple offer situations, which creates the best situation for the seller. I would recommend to attention to detail. The small things are what really matter when it comes to that type of thing. Have you, have you taken care of the little tiny things that maybe you wouldn't notice, but those are the types of things that can make a house look complete and whole and mm-hmm. It, it feels like a secure place when you're in there. Uh, you really want to pay attention to the small stuff. Yeah, and you wouldn't believe, I mean, you know, I could tell a lot of stories, but just having a clean house, how much that'll do for you. You know, you, you walk into a house and, and, and it maybe it does check most of the boxes, and then you look down and you can see, uh, you know, along the trim board hasn't been vacuumed in a year. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll turn a few people <laughs> off, you know, so... Take the time, do those extra things. If it takes you an extra day to get on the market to do those things, do them, because I think you will see the benefit. Absolutely. He is Blake Hunter, Realtor with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Ambassador Real Estate Offices in Council Bluffs and Omaha. The podcast is Hunting Home. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you again next time. Thanks, Todd.